0: Hi, I'm your host, Tina Clark, and welcome to my weirdest experience podcast. This is the podcast of the weirdest experience that has ever happened to you and gives you a venue to fully express yourself and share your weirdest story with the world. This is the No Judgment Zone, a safe place to share your experience, and it's also a place where we can discuss what happened to you and share some possible theories on what and why this happened. If you'd like to be on the show, email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. Today, I have Lindsay Marino with me. She is an international psychic medium, mentor, and podcast host. Lindsay and I met a few years ago because she actually taught a mediumship class in Charleston, and we've been sort of connected ever since, but today she's going to share a little bit more about herself, and some amazing stories. Hi, Lindsay. Welcome to the show. Hi, Tina. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to
1: share some stories with you and your audience, too. Yep. I can't wait to hear them. Right. Now, it's just kind of to give a little background, um, to add on to what you just shared. For everyone listening for the first time, and for those that don't know me, I was a third grade teacher, so I grew up Catholic and didn't know what a medium was and thought it was a sin to go to a psychic. So I just want to start there um, before I even share my stories, because this is something that is important to note um, before listening to any kind of stories that I'm going to share about really knowing that our past loved ones are always around us. So I am going to go deeper about some situations that came up for me. Some of these stories I haven't shared on podcast episodes. Some of them I may have just shared with students, um, mediumship students, and some I might not have shared at all.
0: Great. I can't wait to hear it.
1: Yes. So I'll start with... um, really when this sort of thing started happening to me. So in 2007, my boyfriend Nick at the time passed in a motorcycle accident. And when he passed away when they say that your life flashes before your eyes, before you pass away. um, If you've ever heard that, that phrase, that's actually what happened to me when I found out that he passed, it was almost as if my life was on fast forward and rewind all at the same time, anything that we got to do together, I was seeing images and flashes and everything and anything that we didn't get a chance to do. I was seeing those images too, as I was sitting down on the couch when I found out. And for me, when I found out, I had called his cell phone and it kept on ringing and he didn't pick up and we were actually supposed to babysit for a family friend. So he was going to ride on his motorcycle and I had driven in my car, because we were in two separate cities, and I was waiting for him, and he was always on time. I had just spoke with him right before he was going to leave, and when I was babysitting and I kept on calling, I thought it was really weird. I didn't want to call at first because I knew he was on his bike, so I didn't want to interrupt him while he was on his motorcycle. I didn't want him to think that he had to you know feel his phone and, and get distracted, so I didn't call when he was supposed to show up. Um, I waited a bit. And then I started to get nervous and I want to say I called three times and it was on the third time, if I remember correctly, that a state trooper picked up. Now, before that happened, before the state trooper picked up, the dog in the house was acting very weird. The dog acted like someone was at the door and I went to the door thinking that it was Nick and there was nobody there. And I'm like, why is the dog acting like this? And then my heart started racing. It's actually the same feeling I get now before I give a mediumship reading. And I'll share what the mediumship reading looks like and what a medium is in a few moments. Um, But nobody was at the door and finally the state trooper picked up. And at the time, Nick had two... IDs in his wallet because he had a fake ID and he had his real ID. He had just turned 21 the month before. And when I was on the phone with the state trooper, he wouldn't tell me any information until I told him what the name of the person, who, who the person was that I was calling. And I just had this horrible feeling. And I said, I'm not, I can't tell you anything until you tell me what is going on. Is he okay? You know, what's happening. And he wanted me to verify the name and, and all of this information. And, and I did, and I ended up doing that, but he told me that he had been killed. And at that moment, I, I felt like it didn't exist. I actually wanted to go to the site and pray for him, pray him back to life. That was my thought process on this. And I was just in total shock. Um, so that's when everything started. Soon after, and I can't tell you how many days later I had a visitation with Nick where I saw him standing at the foot of the bed and he wore the same black hat that he normally wore. It was a Hurley hat and he, it wasn't like he was smiling. It was just a straight face. And then I opened my eyes again and then he was gone. So it was very quick. And then soon after that, I started to have other experiences where I had another visitation and a, a visitation is when the soul of a person that's passed comes to visit, visit you for those people that are new to this. And he said to me telepathically through this encounter while I was sleeping at this moment, he said, you're not going to see me for a while, but I'm still going to be around you. And I remember trying to beg for it. Like I wanted to ask a bunch of questions to him I wanted to ask a million questions like, wait, wait, what do you mean? And that's all he said, that he just stared at me. He telepathically communicated that and he didn't answer any other questions that I was asking. And that statement has stuck with me since 2007, because I know that he is continually um, coming around and helping me and guiding me throughout my life. And um, I can go deeper into that if you'd like me to, Tina. Tina. That's up to you if you want to. Okay. So after that, um, I started to receive some signs, And this is where I can go into some pretty interesting things that have come about over the years. Um, but before I go on, I just want to let you know that if you do go to a medium, a medium is a person that gets information from the spirit realm, from those that have passed and delivers it to the people physically living here on earth. Um, So they will pass on messages of evidence sharing that our loved ones are always with us. So for me, I didn't know what a medium was, but I knew I was experiencing these moments um, that were coming up. So I would feel his presence by me. Uh, I remember making a collage before his funeral and I had to go to CVS and or Walgreens and print out photos. And I was actually afraid to drive right after he passed, but I did. I was in the car in my silver Toyota Corolla driving down the road. And I felt his presence right by me. It's almost like I could feel his hand on my leg, just like he would do if we were driving in the car. And I kept on praying to him. Like I kept on, I, I, I was speaking to him and I said, are you okay? I just want to make sure you're okay. Um, and I had called a psychic. This was a friend of mine told me about the psychic. She wasn't a medium necessarily that I knew about. I think she was just giving psychic readings at the time about people's future, but she could possibly tap into the other side. So I thought I'll try to call her. Um, and she had told me he's confused. He's confused that he passed away. Well, at that point I was really totally shocked because I didn't think I didn't know he was confused. So in the car, when I was driving to print those pictures, I said, Do you need me to pray for you? Let me know, Do you what do you need me to do for you? Later, I found out that he was never he wasn't stuck. He wasn't, um, you know, Feeling confused. He knew what happened. There wasn't anything to worry about, but that's what the psychic had told me. Well, I walked into Walgreens or CVS to print the pictures, and I had just said that to Nick and said, You need me to pray for you. And all of a sudden, as I was in one of the aisles, I heard a man's voice say, Pray for Trick. And I said, I turned around and I saw this old man, and I said, I'm sorry what did you just say? And he said, I said, pray for trick. I said, who's trick. And he's like, that's me. He's like, I could use all the prayers I could get. And I was like, whoa, because it sounded like Nick. I had just said the prayer and this man that I hadn't seen before had said this out loud. He wasn't with anyone either. And when I turned around, he was gone. I don't know where he went. And that was, the other sign that came up around that time. And this was a continual um, moment of the signs flooding in. So I'm sure Tina, you've had some interesting experiences with those on the other side too. So I, I actually think, do you think he was a real person? Or? I didn't think that he was after like in the moment I was going through so much that I was like in a daze, but mm-hmm. looking back on it, it feels like he was angelic. So,
0: did you pray for Trick?
1: I prayed for Nick because I felt like I probably prayed for him too, but I knew it was my sign to continue to send love to Nick that he would still feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure I prayed for Trick too, but I felt like it was just, it was almost like the way of getting the message to me, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I just think it's funny that he called his name was trick, you know, whether it was a nickname or whatever it was, because Nick is always been very funny, you know, so he Mm -hmm. would be someone to be goofy. And if he was going to use any kind of name, he'd probably use something like that.
0: Yeah. So that it makes sense now. Yes, exactly.
1: Exactly. So those moments of being in that deep grief and feeling sick to my stomach where I didn't want to eat and didn't want to get out of bed those moments of receiving those signs have were moments that really got me up out of bed to keep on moving. And, um, before Nick passed, we went to church, to this church in Tampa. It was a Catholic church and the whole mass was about, um, what would happen if someone you loved passed away? Like how do you handle grief and what would you do? And Nick and I had a conversation about this after we left church. And I was frustrated with him because he said, well, if I ever die, I would never want anyone to go into addiction and go into debt because death is a part of life and there's always going to be death. And I'm like, don't say that. I don't want you to talk like that. He's like, nothing's going to happen to me. I'm just telling you if I did ever die, I would want, you know, this is what I would want. And it wasn't a coincidence that. That mass was on Sunday and he passed on Tuesday. It was like, we were supposed to have that conversation. So it really stuck with me, these moments. And I think this is something to note when you have a loved one that's passed away, you may start to get this information of floods of information from before they passed. And there were signs that their soul sensed something was going to happen. They might not have known on a conscious level, but their soul sensed it
0: yeah when and, I was in high school, I actually mm-hmm. took a death and dying class. Oh wow, And I remember that the teacher, class like that. yeah, the teacher asking, Has anybody experienced the passing of a loved one And at that point, I had not and And I was like wondering what that would be like. Well, in nineteen ninety one which was my senior year of high school, my father ended up dying. Um, Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, um, and, and I thought, well, now I know what it's like. Yeah. Oh
1: my gosh. That gives me goosebumps. And I didn't even know they had classes like that in high school. That's amazing that you were able to take that. And it's interesting that that happened after with your father. Right. Wow. Oh my gosh. See, it's interesting. Cause we could really look back in our life and like, Oh wow. That, that was a message for me. There was a foreshadowing of this thing that, that took place before it actually happened. Mm-hmm. So um, that's one thing. And the other thing that happened was when I was, I think it was the, no, maybe it was the night. It actually was a couple of weeks before Nick passed away. I said to him, I keep on feeling like someone's around us and it's scaring me. And, and he said, what do you mean? He's like, it's probably your grandfather. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. And his mom had passed, um, before him. So when he was 12, his mother had passed and I didn't know if it was his mother around. I remember saying something and he's like, don't be scared. I'm sure it's your grandpa. And I wasn't even into feeling things, you know, me, I well, actually, I didn't know that I was into feeling, um, past loved ones I after connecting the dots I recognized when I was little I was having outer body experiences I was astral projecting where I was leaving my body and flying around I was highly sensitive to people's emotions and I guess looking back I realized that there were so many things that happened to me when I was little that it kind of connected the dots later but um I felt that I felt that feeling before he passed, and uh, in my apartment, there was a cat trying to follow us into the apartment and i 'm like, This is so weird, so there were different things that were happening, but i didn 't really think about it until after, but the main thing that I want to share too is is there are moments that our past loved ones will do things to let us know that they're okay. It's not that they want to say, Oh my gosh, I need help. I need prayers. I need this. I need that. It's more of like, Hey, I'm right here. I'm with you. I'm communicating in these different ways. So as I was going throughout my life, um, especially that first year I would pray to him for things. Okay. If you're really around me, then send me three butterflies. If you're really around me, send me a medium that I can connect in with. And that's what happened. A medium uh, connected in with a friend and Nick came through the medium and got the message to me and it confirmed things that I was feeling. And it was just a ripple effect of all of these things that were happening. And when I was teaching, I was teaching the third grade. There were many stories where my little third graders were my little angels and Nick was coming through them. So one little girl came up to my desk and said, Miss Marino, look at my nails. Look what I painted them as. They're ladybugs. And that was one of the signs that was coming forward from him. And she was a highly psychic little girl. I remember teaching, and she would always be daydreaming. And she came up to my desk one day and said, I was just so scared. I said, what happened? And she said, I was floating above my body, looking down at my desk, and I didn't know how to get back in. And I said, the next time that happens, just imagining, imagine you're sitting down and you're, you're drawing, just imagine you're sitting and you're, you're at your seat, just focus in on just sitting in that seat. So she was highly sensitive and she would say different things and and do different things. And I knew that Nick was coming through to her. I had this other little boy that was extra hyper. I loved him, but extra hyper. I always had to stay on top of him because he always was doing the other thing that he wasn't supposed to do. He could be drawing when he's supposed to be reading or, you know, whatever it was. And he came up to my desk one day and he says, Miss Marino, I wrote a story. And the, all the story was about, Hawaii, which Nick and I had spoke about going to Hawaii, and he wrote about banana pancakes. And he said, uh, Nicholas is making banana pancakes for Mrs. For Miss Marino. And he didn't know that story. So I think it's interesting that he was coming through the children. And this is something that happens to many uh, people that are here. They will go through the children. They'll go through the animals. They'll do anything and any way that they can to let you know that they're okay and that they're communicating with us.
0: It's probably easier to, to get your message through via a child or an animal. I
1: totally feel that way too.
0: I feel like that adults will block that kind of thing or they'll get the message, but not deliver it because Mm -hmm. whatever issues they've got, you know? Right it's true. And the kids
1: are closer to the veil. You know, they've just come from that space, that heavenly realm. So maybe they're, you know, eight years old. They're only eight years away from that. Um, the other side, even though time doesn't exist over there, but it's true. It's like the kids don't have filters. So it was the perfect job for me to get into. That was my passion was to teach the kids. And, um, it it was, I don't know how I would have gotten through those moments, if it weren't for being there for the kids and that conversation that Nick and I had before, um, in church where he said, I wouldn't want anyone to go into debt, you know, and stop working, you know, I wouldn't want this. And it's like, I, I got up and I I went to work, you know, it was 10 days later and I just, it was my second day of teaching. So I really needed to, I needed to stay. I needed to be there for the kids and I needed to leave my house, my apartment. So And the interesting thing is, is four years after Nick passed away, I had this overwhelming feeling to reach out to a friend of Nick's on Facebook because some of his friends had added me, people that I had never met in person, some of them, because Nick's family is from Missouri and we both went to University of Tampa in Florida, but we only went back to Missouri once together. So it's not like I got to meet everyone and people were adding me on Facebook after he passed cause they wanted to see pictures and whatever other reason to connect in with me. And I felt drawn to ask this one person, I think, cause he, he reached out to me. Um, I wanted to ask him questions cause I was writing a book at the time about, um, just everything about signs and different messages. And I, this boy, it, this male, his name is Tony, who's now my husband. He reached out to me and he said, I just want to let you know, Nick's friends and I have been, you know, thinking of you and we want you to know you're, we're always here for you and we know that you're a good person. And he reached out at the perfect time because I was really going through a rough night. And later he told me he was in tears. He came across my profile picture and he's like, it was coming from a different space. I started crying and I felt guided to message you. And I knew that it was Nick's way of, um, doing that. So we connected after that message months later, I messaged him and said, Hey, can I ask you a few questions? I want to know if you were the one that was Nick with Nick at this time in, in his life. And he said, sure. And the moment we got on the phone, we knew that we were going to be connected forever and we knew we were guided to be together so it's pretty amazing that Nick brought us together and right away we started talking about the law of attraction. We we started talking about all spirituality, all things of spirituality, traveling, and it was a six-hour conversation. We just kept on talking from there and he ended up visiting um, Tampa and we would travel back and forth each month until he moved in August and we were... We knew we were together before we ever even met. We never even saw each other in person. We were both at the funeral, but we, I don't, I didn't remember seeing him. I don't even really remember the details of who were, who, the people that were there that I didn't know. I don't know Um, them. And he doesn't remember details either. Um, But I think it's interesting how our past loved ones will put people in our path and line things up. And the interesting thing is, is Tony and I connect in with Nick and our other past loved ones regularly. So this is a very common theme with us just doing things throughout the day. Um, We're communicating with them when we tune in and, and open up to get messages. So
0: Tony is a medium also. He is. He doesn't,
1: you know, do it where he's booking clients as mediumship readings, but when he works as an intuitive coach, there are moments where he will, he, all the time, he opens up to the spirit realm. So if someone that's passed comes through and needs to come through during the session, then he will share that too. So how is Nick doing now? Whenever we communicate with him, he's the same. We were just out for coffee the other day and I don't even know how he came through but Tony started writing in his notebook and I think it started with the spotting the balloon. There was a balloon that was in the sky and I said, Oh my gosh, look at the balloon. And it was a yellow balloon. And it just all started flooding. And we started to open up and, and Tony's like, Nick's here. And then he started to get information and give messages to us. And we know that the things that we're doing in the world, Nick is a part of them too. So it's been pretty interesting to see that. Um, So, you never know when the loved ones are going to come through at different points, but they will pop in. Personality is the same. And the love, that connection you'll always have, it never goes away. So, it's so beautiful. Um, But I know that he's with his family and friends. And it's interesting because people that have passed away, sometimes if you stay in contact with the family members or the friends, the mutual friends of the person that's passed, you may notice a similarity where someone will have a dream and then someone else will have a dream that same night or days after, or they'll feel them around. So it's something to be aware of. And sometimes we will forget moments like that, where we won't remember something that comes up. And I, a lot of clients that come to me, they'll say, well, my loved one, I want them to come in my dream and they're not. And sometimes they're trying to get through, but They're not remembering the dream or they're going to bed with the TV on, you know, there's different things that are taking place where they're trying to come through in different ways. I don't know if you've experienced that sometimes working with people where they may miss the signs.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've gotten information and I've had clients say, I have no idea what that means. Mm -hmm. And I'll say, well, it means something. I don't know what it means, but make a note of it and reflect on it. And sometimes they come back to me and say, I know exactly what that means now. Right. Exactly. It like comes up later where
1: they start to connect the dots or that the sign shows up later and after the reading.
0: So it looks like in 2007, you experienced a really big awakening because of Nick's passing. But you kind of mentioned this, that before that you were having some experiences, but you didn't know what those were. Mm -hmm. So could you talk about like what the signs of being a medium is Mm -hmm. and how would someone know if they, if spirit was trying to communicate to them or they had mediumship abilities? This is a great question. This
1: is a common one that can come up too for me, that people trying to, you know, join the mediumship mentorship or trying to figure out if they can do this. And one thing I always say is if you are intrigued by mediumship and you're wanting to connect in with other people's past loved ones or wanting to tune into that realm, there is a reason that your soul is calling you to do it. I truly believe that my belief is that anyone can connect in mediumistically. It's like some people have this ear for music when they're playing the piano at three years old. They're all of a sudden, they have the ear for, for music and they don't really need to practice much. It's just natural for them. And then other people, they might be put into music lessons and they need to put in a little bit more effort to kind of wind that up for them. I believe that mediumship is just a frequency away. And if if our heart is desiring to connect in mediumistically, we can all do it. For me, when I connect the dots, I started to recognize that I was highly sensitive as a little girl. I was um, I, w- I, I was actually sick a lot when I was a little girl. I used to always have earaches and I found some other mediums have shared that too. Not everyone, but it's, that was one ha- of the I things.
0: used to get a lot of colds. Did you? Like okay, constantly. that's interesting. And I also had pneumonia when I was six years old, and I was in a hospital for a week. Oh wow! And that's so one you're... of that's mm-hmm. one of my earliest memories of spirit because. I had seen spirit when my fever was really high and I had thought that they were hallucinations, but now knowing who I am and my Mm -hmm. abilities, I really think I was seeing spirit. Yes, you were. And I was terrified, Lindsay. Oh my
1: gosh. So you, now how many did you see as beings
0: or past loved ones? Like I. I saw people that I didn't recognize and I remember being in my bedroom laying down with the door closed and looking in the upper corner of my room and I saw a woman and a man Mm -hmm. and all I could see was like from the neck up yeah I couldn't see the whole bodies and she was laughing Mm -hmm. and I was like oh my God, go away, go away, go away. And I would shut my eyes and hoping they'd go away. And then I opened them and they were still there. And I was so terrified that they weren't going away.
1: That would be scary as a little girl to spot them and see that. That would be very scary. See, and I, and for- I
0: knew at six that I couldn't call my mom and say, mom, there's people in my room. Like I mm. knew that she'd just say, you're, you know, you're seeing things are not really here, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't, I, I didn't even try to do that. I was just praying that they would go away. <laughs> yes. That's so
1: interesting. And for me, I was feeling like people around me, but I didn't mm-hmm. think that I thought it was just, you know, I'm scared of the dark and I'm afraid that there is someone in my room and I would put the, the. Oh covers over my head and then I would think okay I'm going to count down like or I'm going to count I'm going to count one two three and like yell out and pull the covers out and say dad and I would I would scream and then put the covers back over my head because I just felt like people were around me Mm -hmm. but I didn't think that it was me connecting in past loved ones I just thought it was me being a scared little girl in the dark in my room but
0: that's one of the signs of being a medium is kids that are scared of the dark, because Mm -hmm. they're feeling that they're not alone. And I was the same. Another Mm -hmm. sign is dreaming of people who passed away, or animals that passed away. That's another sign. Yeah. Because they're able to communicate with you in the dream world.
1: Mm -hmm. It makes sense. It does. And I, I noticed some of the mediums that have come in, you know, some mediums, they don't remember their childhood. They could have had trauma in their childhood and they blocked out a lot of experiences. Others, they don't remember anything about the spirit realm and they think, oh my gosh, can I not do this? Because I didn't have the childhood experiences of seeing spirit or feeling spirit. But If you really look at your life, you may be someone that's highly empathic because I was very empathic when I felt stress in a room or felt like someone was not okay. I would try to hold space, like hold the space of trying to make it feel safe for that person. And I would give advice that people would, adults would come to me to ask for things. And they're like, how do you know that? And it felt very natural for me to give this information, but it, now looking back, I intuitively was guided to say or do different things. But I, you know, you mentioned you were in with pneumonia. And for me, I was in for a couple months um, for something in my throat. They didn't know what it was. They had to remove something in my throat. It was supposedly a form of E. coli that my body couldn't fight off. And Mm -hmm. it had like, you know, a different texture to it. So they, I was in the hospital for a couple months. So I was just, I was considered the, the girl that was, having all these issues. And I was highly sensitive to that in my body. It was almost like I was taking in all these emotions, all this energy from all different places. And my body wasn't being taken care of in the way that I could have, you know, mm-hmm. cause I didn't know what was happening. So that's something that could come up. Um, I'm trying to think I used to collect, I called them, uh, My rock collection, where I would collect rocks, but they're crystals. They were crystals. And that's something that was very common for me, too. So there's so many different ways that you can kind of look at your childhood. Like, Hmm, what was I interested in then? You know, and, but no matter what, if you truly feel guided to go into this world and start to open up to see what you can connect in with, you really can communicate with those that have passed. It's just, it is a practice and it is thinking how much time do you want to dedicate to opening up to the spirit realm and having moments where you can practice, you know, so I'll, share pictures and different things like that with students and see what they pick up on a past loved one too and guide them in those techniques.
0: Do you think that all humans are psychic or have mediumship abilities or the potential? I do. I believe
1: everyone does. I don't think we use all of our brain all of the time. Um, but I definitely feel like we do. And I know a lot of mediums disagree with me when I say that but I feel really, I've seen it. I've seen people come to me and say, well, I feel like I'm intuitive. Like I want to be intuitive, but I don't know if I could connect in the mediumship way. And we work and they get surrounded with other people. They do the different practices and they're shocked at what can happen. So I do believe that, but it it really depends like how bad do you want it? What is, what is the reason that you want to connect in? Is it because you're interested in it, or is it, you are, you know, whatever the reason is, it's like, how bad do you want to do it? Cause someone could say, you need to play soccer and play a sport, you know, when you're growing up and your parents want you to go play soccer. Well, if you're miserable and you really don't want to do it and you resist it, you're not going to put in the same practice. You're going to feel frustrated. It's like, you have to really want to do it and see what,
0: what's there and test it out. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that, I think this is part of being human. Mm -hmm. I think these are gifts of being a human because we're interdimensional beings with a soul having a physical life. Yes. So this is part of who we are. So this is not something special or unique. It's something Mm -hmm. that we need to re-remember our abilities and practice them. It's so true. It's so true. And some people
1: aren't even interested in doing the mediumship and they're, you know, 60 years old, but some part of them wants to test it out or, you know, it doesn't matter how old you are or where you are in your life. There are moments that kind of trigger something inside of us. And I think right now, more than ever, people are opening up in a new way mm-hmm. to spirituality and to opening up to other
0: dimensions and seeing what comes forward. And we're getting signs all the time. It says, are you paying attention to them?
1: Exactly. It's so true. And there has been crazy signs that have come up in the form of visual things. When Nick first passed, I was taking a walk outside just to get out to get some fresh air. And I would take a walk in this apartment complex that I had moved into. And it was so peaceful there. I was just there actually. I don't know how many months ago, Tony and I walked around there and it was very healing to me. There was different fish that would jump up and different moments of that. And I was walking around the gravel and just talking to him on my walk, um, years ago. And all of a sudden I look out at the water and a fish popped up out of the water and I looked at the water and it was rippled into his senior picture. He had a high school senior picture, um, that actually was on a bumper sticker that I made for one of the bumper stickers for motorcycle awareness. And his face was a perfect face in the water. And I wish I still had that photo. I don't remember if I took it with, I had a flip phone at the time. I either took it with the flip phone or I didn't even get a chance to take a photo with it. Um, and then it happened to Tony and I, we were, um, we were cooking bacon one day. I don't know if Tony was cooking or I was, it was probably Tony cause he's the cook in the house usually. Um, and you know, we put tin foil on the pan and that night we didn't clean off the pan. We just, it, you know, when bacon grease gets a little bit, it's not liquid anymore. It forms into like this nasty <laughs> grease. Well, I was on the phone with someone that was connected with Nick and it was, it was a birthday or anniversary around that time that was connected to Nick. And I walked down the stairs and I'm like, oh, and I was in total shock. And it was his face in the bacon grease. And it was the same image that was in the water years before. So they have
0: this scientific term, I think it's called paradelia. Where they say, when you see faces in places that you're not supposed to see faces, Mm -hmm. what do you say to skeptics like that when they say, oh, you're just imagining it or you're just, you want to see a face there. There's not really a face there.
1: So for me, I would say. I'm at that place in my life where I never want to push or convince anyone of things. But when you have a feeling and you're seeing something, you know, without a doubt, like there's no way around it. You just have this feeling in your soul. Wow. This is a message. So sometimes you could see something and it, you know, I never consider anything a coincidence. I always say there's no coincidence. There's always messages from heaven. Exactly. Um, but I feel like our awareness, like we're being pointed and nudged by the spirit realm to see these things because. We're all going to end up at the same destination in the end, but it depends on, do we want to make it hard or do we want to open up and, and allow them to guide us in different ways? They won't do it for us, but they're, if we open up our eyes, our life could be so much more beautiful. I didn't, I thought I was grateful for things before Nick passed. What I realized was I definitely wasn't grateful for things before he passed. Like I am now. I was into the law of attraction, all of that Nick and I were, but it wasn't until he passed that I started to really have true gratitude in the small moments and paying attention to nature, paying attention to all these different things. So I think there's different points in my life where I was a complete skeptic. I actually remember being dragged to a psychic when I was in, I want to say high school or college. And my friend said, come on, come with me. I'm getting a reading. And I, at the time I'm like, Oh, I don't believe this. And I went to the psychic and she told me something. I'm like, that sounds general. Anyone could say that I I was being such a brat because (laughs) I was like saying everything that you would never want to hear as a psychic. But later I realized it made sense. So I'm like, I feel so bad. I don't know who she is. I don't, I don't remember anything about her, but I felt like she's like, well, I can't force you, you know, this is what I'm getting. And um, so I understand. So being we apologize. That,
0: if that psychic is listening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're sorry. That yes, I'm saying sorry to her a hard soul. Time.
1: Exactly. I am sorry. I'm sending you love because I know that feeling of you know, oh my gosh, but I can't believe I did that. So I get it. But I'm like, you know what? Once you have the feeling and you know in your soul that there is a message, you have to trust it no matter what anyone says. So I think it's. It's an experience for anyone to experience when they're open and they get that sign. And
0: this is the key. I think it's spirituality in general. When you have a feeling, Mm -hmm. you can't make up feelings. Exactly. You can't create feelings. They Mm -hmm. just come. And then your feelings, in my opinion, are your connection to your soul and your divine self. And your feelings are trying to guide you all the time. But say, for example, if you went to a hypnotist to be regressed, so because you're curious about past lives, which is exactly what I did, Mm -hmm. and you're seeing this stuff, and you're responding with feelings, really strong feelings, it's real. It's like, I didn't make this up. My hypnotist not making it up. And I'm Mm -hmm. feeling it, and it feels like I'm back at that moment. Yes, I I totally agree. And
1: I never was open to past lives. I actually resisted it. I didn't want to know anything about it. And then I got a message. I was supposed to look into it, read a book on it by Brian Weiss, and I went to do my own regression. And Mm -hmm. it was absolutely crazy. At the beginning, Mm -hmm. I felt like I was watching a movie and I was making it up. But then after i started to go through it and she said don't judge it just to observe it i really started to feel it where i could literally taste salt water of the example of something that i was being brought to a life with ocean and drowning in in ocean water Mm -hmm. so i get that i understand what you're saying it really is like the past life connection
0: Mm -hmm. and nobody
1: can take that away from you when you feel it when you just
0: know right and and like I said, you can't make this stuff up. Mm-mm. You just can't. No. I mean, I, w- I don't care if you're an Oscar winning actor or <laughs> actress.
1: Right. You know? oh, It's, it's crazy. The stuff that's happened. I mean, I, and I love listening to stories from people that have had interesting things come up with them, where it's just, you, you, you can't make it up and you just have to trust it. And I think that's when things can get in the way and you start, if you share it with someone because you aren't sure and you want them to say, Oh, this is so real. And if they don't say it, and then you start to think, did I just make that up? And it takes away from that moment of what you felt in that very moment. Mm -hmm. So if you have had anything come up, trust the moment when it's happening and just, you know, really savor that. And sometimes you have to keep it very sacred to yourself. Like I didn't go and tell everyone these stories right away Mm because there was a bunch of them where people were already thinking I I was crazy for the stories that I was sharing. They were like, she's in deep grief and she is, you know, this is her experience, but, and I was in deep grief, but I was so open. My heart was so open. It was broken open, you know? So I was, it it was powerful when I was experiencing really crazy stuff, like right on a regular
0: daily. Well, I think you were so focused on him and the fact that he was suddenly gone. And that was like a natural Mm -hmm. way for you to start paying attention to the signs. Cause once you start seeing signs, you start looking for more. Yep. And so you were, you were really getting the signs and recognizing them and understanding what it meant. Yes. And in some days, I didn't even want to be around
1: people, so the person that I was communicating with was him, you know, so it I really built that up i was you know some may think it was meditation for when I wasn't teaching, I was sitting in my room saying, "Okay, if you're here, tap my foot you know that's that was the process of you know <laughs> what I was doing, and it wasn't until he said, "Okay, you need to go out, you need to surround yourself with people." He came through another medium and said that, and I started to do those things. You know, I I made a list of things that I wanted to do before reaching heaven. I started to do them. You know, I did a cross country trip, went skydiving, just really did everything that I could in the moment. And that's what was helping me. And I think it's beautiful that Tony, my husband is so open to this even more. So now he said, after we met, he started to see signs. He sees hearts and smiley faces, Mm -hmm. just like I had been experiencing. And we communicate with, you know, his relatives, my relatives. And he's like, by the way, I need to tell you this, or I will give him a message. So it's really beautiful. And it's something that nobody could take away when that sort of thing happens.
0: So do you communicate with other kinds of spirit besides past loved ones? Do you mean like angels or... Mm-hmm. I, it's interesting.
1: Cause when I was little, I used to collect stories of angels. I loved angels. Like that's all I, I was into the saints and angels and the blessed mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I'll be giving a mediumship reading and I will sense if there is an angel around, but it's not like it's a common thing that will come up all the time. I believe that we all have angels but if someone's coming for a reading and to connect in with a specific loved one, I'll probably connect in with them first. And then, and I could even be given an intuitive reading. And I'm like, you know what? I feel like there is this big angel around you and they're showing me there was a car accident around this time when you were this age. And I do feel like they interceded with that. So there are moments that that comes up. I think if I opened up to really focus in Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: just tune into that frequency, it would be a regular occurrence, but sometimes it doesn't, I don't always open up to it. It just happens spur of the moment, but I do believe in angels.
0: If someone sees you and wants to talk to a specific loved one, can you call that specific loved one in, or do you just have to open the door and allow anyone who's there to come through?
1: That's a good question because- my mediumship stuff has kind of evolved over time. Like it started with, tell me who passed and let me see if I can get them. And then I started to say, don't tell me anything and let me see what I could connect in. Now I go with it. I see who's around. They always travel in a group. I start getting information from their past loved ones and I'll check in with them through the reading and say, is this who you're wanting to connect in with today? Normally it is that person, but if it's not, then I might say for time purposes, let me see if your loved ones here, tell me, give me a name um, and see what I can do and see if I can tune into them. I believe that they're always around. It's just the medium that might not be tuning into them, but right. I do believe that they're available all the time. So, so you don't ever that get something. like
0: bombarded by 20 past loved ones that are all shoving each other out of the way, trying to talk <laughs> to your client.
1: I feel like they do travel in groups but sometimes they, I feel like I pretty much have it down where there's times where they will meld together like if there's a father and a stepfather in in spirit there are moments where I'll start picking up information and it's from both of them at the same time and I think that there's only one so that can come up That's interesting and Yeah. So I will pretty much have to say, okay, let me allow your stepdad to stand back and let me connect him with your father first, you know? So sometimes there's like a playfulness with them too. Like sometimes a husband and wife, like the, the wife would be the one that would speak up normally. And she's trying to elbow the husband out of the way, you know, it's kind of like a comical thing. Totally. So they can kind of, you know, they do what they do, what they would be like when they were here too.
0: Right. I think like the pushiest one gets in the front.
1: Yeah. There's times that that can definitely happen. <laughs> and sometimes I feel like you, as mediums, we might resonate with a certain personality. There could be a pattern where maybe for a month, I start to really notice, uh, notice the males in the family, you know, the fathers in the family first, and then I tune in to see who else is around. Like there there have been common themes that I kind of reflect on after, But I try to open up to see who's there from the beginning Mm -hmm. and see the group as a whole and then say, okay, I'm going to start with the woman in the front or that sort of thing. But usually there's a main speaker. I find there's one more that will be like the messenger
0: than the others. Yeah. Like the other day I was getting a Reiki session from Mm -hmm. one of my students and I smelled cigarette smoke. And Mm. that's one of the signs from my, my paternal grandfather. Okay. And so then I started talking to him while I was on the <laughs> table, receiving Reiki, but I tell him every time I'm like, I don't like that smell, like that cigarette <laughs> smell, you know, yeah. and mm-hmm. he's like, well, this gets your attention. I was like, well, why are you always coming around to me? You mm-hmm. know, cause I don't know him. Like he mm-hmm. died when I was a baby and he said, okay. well, you're my son's first granddaughter. <sighs>
1: Oh, wow. Oh, that gave me goosebumps.
0: So his vested interest or whatever, Mm -hmm. and what I'm doing, but yeah, I guess he used to smoke. I mean, I'm telling you, Lindsay, this is so long ago that, I mean, a lot of people have passed since then that would know, but I think he smoked. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. The smoke smell is something that it, it, you kind of know once it comes in, you're like, it, it sticks, it's kind of sticks, you know, when it's strong. <laughs> strong. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I it's even asked the, the Reiki practitioner, I was like, do you smoke or does your husband mm-hmm. like, no. And I was like, okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's funny.
1: It, and sometimes Listerine or, or shaving cream or perfume, cologne, Flowery
0: perfumes. that smell yes. a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's true. And in,
1: even, you know, if there were a drinker, I know that you've probably experienced this too, where you could literally taste the liquor or smell that kind of thing. But, and I think that's important as mediums where we know that this is something that's available. We can just tap into that, where we could tune into that, you know, those senses. So it makes it interesting.
0: So. For the listeners, if you've Mm -hmm. lasted this long, great. I'm sure you have because Lindsay's so Mm -hmm. interesting, but just need to pay attention to the signs out there, the universe and your loved ones, past loved ones are always trying to communicate with you and just start paying attention. And I always say pay attention anyway, because that makes life more magical and fun. Yes, it does. It totally does. Well, I wanted to ask my final question, Lindsay, and I know you've been a medium your whole life, you know, Mm -hmm. basically Mm -hmm. like me, but we didn't know it till a certain point in our lives, but you've been really um, active since Nick died like 14 Mm -hmm. years ago. And what Mm -hmm. would you say, what is your greatest lesson or learning about everything that's happened to you?
1: My greatest lesson I feel is sometimes when we try to plan things in our life, it doesn't go as planned. Um, That's one thing that I don't stay attached to the plan because you never know. It could always change, but to really be open to the communication that's happening all of the time, our past loved ones never die. They just change their way of communicating with us. And if we can open up to that communication our life will be so much more beautiful knowing that their love is always connected with us.
0: Well, thank you, Lindsay, for being on the show. I enjoyed having you on. Thank you so much, You have so a great much, energy. We're on Zoom, but I'm a, I feel her energy through Zoom. <laughs> guys, gals out there. So
1: (laughs) Tina, thank you. I've loved talking with you and I, I love connecting with everyone. So I'm so grateful that you asked me to be on your show.
0: You're welcome. And if there's anyone out there who wants to share a unique and weird experience and wants to be on the show, email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. Thank mm-hmm. you.